has officially begun. Bears training camp is here. I am excited to get going. It is football season once again. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on, Bears fans? Adam Hogue, Nicholas Moriano with you today as we get going with training camp. Today was report day. We reported on time and we participated in press conferences. I just want to make sure there was no concerns about holdouts or anything like that. We were a little worried about Nick for a minute, um, but he was there. So everything's been figured out. I was there and I got here on time. That was that's where it got really interesting, Adam. But we made it work. We said 2, 2 p.m. is when you're going to hear from us at the CHO Bears podcast and a little late. But, you know, we're going to try to make that the staple here. Yeah, we are fresh out of house hall, literally rolling out of there probably less than 30 minutes ago, rushing to our home studios to get you this podcast as soon as possible. This is going to be your home, the CHGO Bears podcast, for daily recaps and discussion, including you, the fan, too, because we have your comments uh, throughout the show if you consume the show via YouTube live every day. 2 p.m. is going to be the time that we're able to do this most days. Um, and then if you can't watch live, it's okay because you can check out the podcast as well at your pleasure. It pretty much gets posted right after the show every day. So uh, this is going to be your spot for every day after practice. We're going to be ready to roll with what happened each and every day. Today, it was just press conferences. We heard from Ryan Poles who did not seem too excited to be there, but hopefully we got a smile on his face by the end of that press conference. Matt Eberflus, the head coach. Justin Fields was there. Lucas Patrick, who is clearly, obviously, one of the leaders on the team already, the newcomer. And then uh, Jalen Johnson, Justin Jones. I miss everyone. I think that was it. That's everybody. Yeah. So uh, any questions you guys have, drop them into the comments throughout the show. But we're going to jump right in with our reaction. Um to me, there's two huge news items here. I don't know if we start with the offensive line or with the Roquan Smith situation. Um, let's just I think we got to start with Roquan because he's yeah. really, at this point, other than Justin Fields, the biggest face on the entire team. And it came out yesterday after our show. I think Ian Rappaport reported that Roquan Smith was – essentially going to be holding out during training camp because the contract situation hasn't been resolved. Now, was, wasn't clear from that report was would he show up and do a hold-in, which is the more common thing now. And to explain that to everyone, used to have players just not show up to camp because while you do get fined, those fines could be forgiven. Once you signed your contract, the team could be like, all right, we're not really going to fine you for all those days you missed. It is now the language in the CBA you have to be fine. Um, so the way around that is to actually show up and be around, but not actually practice so you don't get hurt before you are rewarded with that contract. And we did learn today from Ryan Poles that Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn both reported to House Hall today. But based on the information that came out for me in Rappaport yesterday, Roquan Smith, at least at this point, is not expected to be on the practice field tomorrow, Nick, when they take the field for the first time at 10 a.m. Robert Quinn, that seems to be a little bit more up in the air since we didn't even know if he'd show up. He is here, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see if he actually practices. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see for Robert Quinn and how Ryan Poles kind of put it for, for Roquan. He doesn't know what his intentions are. Um, but that hasn't changed how he views Roquan Smith and obviously the importance to his defense and what he means to his team. But really, when we were kind of listening to him, anything directed about Roquan Smith, the contract and anything along those lines kind of deflected, didn't want to go into detail about it. And now it's kind of like the the waiting game to see if anything can you know be figured out here as he's holding in and being at Hallis Hall, but not actually practicing. So the options here are basically, you know, you pay the guy, you you figure out the gap that's there. Um, obviously, Roquan is making it clear through this stance that he does not want to play um, his 
last season under contract. So he's in a contract year. He's on his fifth year option that is always there when you are a first round pick. Um, and he wants to be paid. I get it. Now, if the Bears would, if their stance is we'd like to see you play in this defense for a year before, my response to that would be, I think Roquan Smith's a pretty good football player. I think that's pretty much obvious. Um, it's more about how you value the middle linebacker position versus maybe allocating funds to other areas of the team. Now, based on what we saw in the uh, OTAs, that part of the offseason, it seems like Roquan, to me, is more likely to be that will linebacker and the Darius Leonard contract situation would be like the best comp maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and where he falls into that. Now, what I find fascinating, and I don't think that this is necessarily what's top of mind or what they're motivated to do, but obviously between Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith can get you a lot more in a trade. Yeah, so, if you want to look at it that way, he definitely can, given how he plays in his age as opposed to a Robert Quinn. Yeah, no doubt about that, Adam. So, I, I mean – we don't know enough about Ryan Poles yet, I think, to understand, okay, which positions does he value over others, right? Like, we know he's an offensive line guy, but how does he look at a middle linebacker or an inside linebacker versus DK Metcalf? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I and and I'm not trying to... I don't think that's like how this will play out. I think it's far more likely that they'll pay Roquan Smith and he'll be here for a while. That has been the message that has been repeatedly sent by both Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus that they really, really like the player. And again, today, even while not answering the questions about the contract situation, you know, Poles made it very clear that he's nothing's changed for how he feels about the player and the person. But that part of it is very interesting when you think about, okay, linebackers tend to fall off a cliff when they get to 30. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we saw that with Danny Trevathan, by the way. Not that I think Roquan Smith's a better player than Danny Trevathan, obviously, but Danny Trevathan was pretty good and just went downhill once he hit the 30. How, you know, it's more about the timing of how Roquan Smith, I think, and that contract would fit into when the Bears think they're going to be good. No, that's a good point, Adam. And I wonder how also him not having an agent kind of also plays into maybe the the speed of, of which this can happen at in terms of the contract negotiations. Because Ryan Poles did say it would be a different process if he didn't have a, a you know an agent, which he doesn't. So it kind of just puts them in a weird in a different situation than he would be if he was negotiating or having to have this discussion with anybody else on the team. So yeah, if whether it's like looking at what can you do with a Roquan Smith in a trade scenario or just that situation itself would not have an agent. You just, if you're, if you're Matt Eberflus, you hope this gets corrected pretty soon because that is an integral part of your defense and not having him the leader of your defense isn't going to help a first year head coach. In, in the training camp that just started today. Another interesting wrinkle to me on this one is, you know, the last time the Bears had a new head coach, Roquan Smith was holding out in training camp. And that was <laughs> so every new head holdout. coach. He was, he was a, um, now that's more of a coincidence than anything. But my point is now that was an actual holdout and he did have an agent who he since does not have. And I just wonder from his perspective what he learned from that. You know, did that hurt him? Did he feel like it didn't really hurt him? Yeah. I'm guessing if he feels like he doesn't need the practices here, he feels like he did okay with that one. Showing up, what, which I think was in the third. The third week. If third I... week, something like that. You know, he missed like half a training camp. And it was pretty obvious week one. He was pretty good. So <laughs> I, I just that having that life experience, that player experience, how that's factoring into his mindset now as he goes about that this time. I really I really can see both sides of this um, pretty clearly. I think it's in the Bears' best interest to to reward a player like this. But um, 
you know, if you're the GM negotiating from that side, there's plenty of things that you can point to, whether it's, you know, the lack of Pro Bowls or all pro first team, all pros compared to some of these other contracts. Now, in my opinion, I've been very vocal about this. I think Roquan Smith's been snubbed on all that. So if yeah. I'm Roquan Smith, that's what I would point to. Um, so it's just, it's a complicated thing. And unfortunately it's not the best way to start training camp. No, it's, it's not, it's not because again, he means so much to this defense. And I'm pretty sure when Eberflus came into the situation, he also had uh Khalil Mack when, when this all happened. And now, yeah, you're not going to have Roquan Smith for to start training camp. It's it's not the situation that he went into, but hopefully uh, for the Bears' sake, and obviously fans are probably wanting you know Roquan to get paid and that he can be there and be the leader of the defense that he is. Yeah, so something to monitor. Uh, and, of course, we'll have the updates for you tomorrow on this same show at this very time on whether or not those guys are out there practicing. Um, Robert Quinn's like kind of more of the wild card to me. Um there's a cryptic message on my desk at house all today. I almost forgot about that until you yeah. just brought it up. I think somebody, so yesterday people were poking at me on Twitter, and rightfully so, because I said I don't really care if Robert Quinn shows up, which was sort of a bit, but also like, no, my point was that he doesn't really factor into this roster long term anyway. Now, I think someone thought I was talking about Jaquan Brisker. Mm-hmm. Because I had. What did it say? What did, what did it say in the note? I didn't bring... I think it's still sitting on my desk at Hallis Hall. I, didn't, I should have brought it home to hold it up, but someone said, uh, you don't care about me this year, something signed Jaquan Brisker 2022, and obviously it wasn't really from Jaquan Brisker. Maybe it was. I don't think it was. I think it was somebody playing a a joke in the media room. Um, that's going to be like the the invest, Like That's the mystery. We're going to have to solve that at some point. But if that indeed it was... What that was in reference to is the wrong player. It was, so they weren't listening correctly. I did care whether or not Jaquan Brisker was practicing tomorrow. And he, by the way, is signed up. Another mm-hmm. update. Jaquan Brisker signed and is uh, going to be practicing tomorrow, which Ryan Pohl seemed relieved about. Um, but, yeah, that guy, I do care. He's He's going to be a huge part of this defense for a long time. The Robert yeah. Quinn thing was a little bit different. So and again, we'll have to figure out the mystery of the note and check them on those listening skills to see what was going on there. <laughs> um, the other big story on the offensive side is a new offensive tackle, and to me, there's this is another story that has a lot of layers to it. But Riley Reef, right before the press conference today, we find out Riley Reef, long time guy left tackle in the league right tackle um yep. once got shoved with one arm by Khalil Mack and got put on his butt pretty well in one of my favorite Khalil Mack highlights of all time uh, I think that was when he was with Minnesota at that time yeah mm-hmm. signed today with the Bears and the report from Adam Schefter was 10 million dollars on a one-year deal, perhaps up to 12. Now, good practice um, in general with all these contracts is to usually assume that it's not as high as it's initially reported, um, mm-hmm. that there's probably – but regardless of what it is, because I think someone else came out and said it's more likely to be like eight or nine. Regardless – Thank you, J.R. Mayberry, with the comment right there. That's what I was going to say. That's starter money. Okay, regardless of what the it comes out to be, they we were wondering what they would do with their cap space, and my thought was they're going to use it on a couple pieces here and there in training camp, maybe significant amount to fill in whatever holes they need to fill. There's going to be injuries, so we may see another signing down the road here in a couple weeks like this. And then they're going to probably keep about half of what's left over and roll it over to next year is my guess, depending on how things play out. But they paid Riley Reef to come in and do more than just sit on the bench behind Larry Borum and or Tevin Jenkins, Braxton Jones, et cetera. Well, they revamped that right side 
in the past two days. Michael Schofield being the right guard and then Riley Reef at right tackle, bringing in this veteran presence to create competition there. That was like the big thing. And there wasn't a timeline. I know that that was talked about from Lucas Patrick and Matty Reflus on when you want to get the starting five. But man, it's uh, you bring in two guys like that and you're paying Riley Reef what you're paying him. I don't know. To me, Adam, that looks like that's that's your right tackle. And uh, Schofield has a lot of experience at right guard. So maybe it's just that left side that you really have to, that left tackle position that you have to figure out. Also to mention, the Bears finally get an Iowa Hawkeye uh, on the on the roster there. So had to mention that. I know Lawrence would appreciate that. I was purposely leaving that part out. Um, mm. But yeah. Oh, hi. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, go Are you eating your sandwich? He's still eating the food that we have not had because uh, we've been working all day. Just so, finished the sandwich and the uh, Cheeto orange fingers are gone. But I do have some. I'm still in the love of orange today. So I got some uh, Joe's mango, mango lemonade. I don't know. It was orange. I, you know, the orange helmet yesterday. It's making <laughs> everything's orange now. So Orange soda. Not soda. What, what, what kind of sandwich was it? Uh, we did a uh, croissant. Uh, we did it with some uh, ham and uh, turkey, pepper jack cheese. A little mustard oh. lettuce pickle. You know, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Went to the old market over across the street over there. Uh, just to bring the rest of the, everybody into the uh, conversation here, when we jumped on this beautiful uh, stream for you all, uh, Lawrence was eating a sandwich in our face. Yeah, a little ASMR with the Cheeto bag mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Can hear and everything. Some of us have been working since like nine o'clock this morning. I mean, you know, nonstop. some of us have also been working, but you and know, have, no, no, you have, but you know, you we have cool graphics time. on your Twitter stream. That's uh, you know, fair enough. Those. True. Fair, fair enough. enough. While I was fair producing Blackhawks. So. Ooh. Okay. okay. Yeah. Multitasking. But basically that's the lesson is you're obviously better at multitasking and can somehow factor lunch into your day. I will admit oh. this is one of my biggest weaknesses. I'll just blatantly forget to eat lunch. Like Same. I do that like seventy five percent of the time here. Yes. I just you guys are at two instead of one, so I'm like, I'm gonna go grab a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Doug here who says, "Ugh, gross, Rogers, go away." I agree, but did you see the Nick Cage look as he appeared at camp today? Oh yeah, that was. Ooh, I haven't seen this. <laughs> that yet. was crazy. Uh, let me let me bring that up. Give me one second here to uh, go find that. that is, but, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, he went with the uh, Nick Cage in Con Air look. Um, which aren't is... they filming like Con Air 2? What is that for real? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe uh, I just made that up. I, I think mean, I made the that password. <laughs> I was gonna go look it up now. Nope, I gotta find nope, it. Figure out. it. I've been logged off over here on this computer, but here we go. Okay, I, I like the comment we had that said that's uh, that's Andy Dalton money. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, for Riley <laughs> Reef. And also, let's get rid of that Rogers comment. All right, so where am I at here? Packers. Ugh. I feel like I should put a dollar in the jar just for. I saying. feel like Lawrence what? is learning how to use Google right now. No, 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 no. I'm using the uh, Twitter machine. I had to get logged back in. This, this computer Packers just logged us out. Quarterback guy who looks there like me, Con Air. All right, ready? Let's share that right now so Adam can see it. Here we go. Holy! <laughs> I mean, come on. I know we hate the guy. <laughs> I know he's our owner. If he owns us, he should probably put a collared shirt on, is all I'll say about that. This guy is for okay. For those listening to the podcast, you just have to imagine basically exactly what Lawrence said, which is Aaron Rodgers and Nick Cage, Connor White. Yeah. Tank. Um Thanks, Devin. Man, that's I gotta say, I hate to say it, but he looks good. <laughs> I don't know if he looks good. He looks pretty good for a, what is he, 38-year-old quarterback now? He's got to keep up with Tom Brady, who's putting built, out. Uh, he launched his swimwear this oh. morning with swim trunks that apparently don't get wet. Oh. Oh. That, what does that even I'm, mean? I'm That's what he just, said. Just, just wear them not Tom in the pool? Brady swim. It's, it's swimwear that it shakes out and it dries like that. That's what they said. <laughs> Nomad said he looks moist. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. It's like uh, you know, Back to the Future Two, where like his jacket just dries itself. I think Tom Brady invented that. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't use the word moist. Stuff. I I know. Don't I even know. say that word. All right. Well, that's <laughs> enough of him. Okay. Right. Um, and enough of me. See you guys later. All right. Don't worry. We'll talk more about the Bears' offensive line since that's more relevant to the conversation than. 
whatever is going on in Aaron Rodgers' crazy life, which seems to not affect him on the football field at all. No. It's pretty remarkable. Just when, just when he gets in the playoffs. That's the only right. time. Uh, hey, the best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Hopefully, since it's the first day of training camp, you might have some newcomers here along the way with us today. And if you haven't already, make sure you check out that code. It's on the top right corner of your screen at Points Bet because that's not it. If you make a $50 more first-time deposit, right now you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content that you're going to be getting from us during training camp and not just our bears content, but also our white Sox, cubs, bulls, Blackhawks, sky fire, red stars. I think I got them all. Um, there's plenty of content up there for you that is available to those of you that are CHGO members. And when you sign up for that, you get a free t-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. So that's $2,000 of free bets a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions about all that, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we can help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better because if, if you happen to see an edge in the game you're watching or if your favorite team is primed for a comeback, you don't have to just watch the game. You can bet along with it live. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the Points Bet app right now. Use promo code CHGO. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with Points Bet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. All right, Chicago sports fans, if you aren't a member of our CHGO family, what are you waiting for at this point, especially since Bears training camp just started and kicked off today here at Hallis Hall? Members will get access to all of our premium content from all of our great writers. You also get a free T-shirt of your choice when you become a member and you get access to the members-only Discord, which we're definitely going to be featuring now that Bears training camp is has started there. And, of course, we have podcasts and live shows on every team. Every day, we'll be going live at 2 o'clock after each Bears training camp practice, breaking it all down for you, so you definitely want to make sure you tune in and check that out. So come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO. Yeah, and we know we got – we've look, I've already seen a couple of names come across the comments. You were here during the draft, then you went into hibernation for a little bit, right, and now you're back. And we're glad you're back. There's nothing wrong with that. We appreciate you. But make sure you hit that like button and subscribe. And make sure you're following us on Twitter at CHGO underscore sports. Underscore Bears had a lot of good tweets come out with some of the major quotes today at CHGO underscore sports. So make sure um, you are doing all those things to help support us at CHGO. Um, okay. I am fascinated, and some of the uh, people in the comments are already talking about this, what the offensive line is going to look like tomorrow. Because one of the things we don't know, and I tried to ask Ryan Poles this today, I don't really think I got a clear answer, was just these guys don't know the offense. Riley Reef, Michael Schofield we're talking about, okay? Um, they've been doing – they haven't been in an offseason program other than their own, but it's not like they were in the building before. I'm not even sure they're going to be ready to jump into practice tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They may be on the sideline. I would think if they're practicing, you're probably working them in with the ones. The only thing is I could see how Sam Mustafer might be given the chance to roll with the ones still at mm-hmm. right guard. And Schofield has to earn it a little bit. Again, I go back to the Riley Reef contract. I mean, they're paying him to be a starter. I can't imagine they're putting an unproven tackle in ahead of him, but... I'm not so sure he's the right tackle, Nick. He might be the left tackle. Yeah, last season he played at right tackle. But he has been primarily a left tackle for his career. But recently with, what, the the Cincinnati Bengals, he played on majority on that right side. But, yeah, and then, then you get it. Then it gets really interesting because that is a job that's either, obviously, Tevin Jenkins or Larry Bourne. And we'll yeah. just have to wait and see. But maybe that's not what the lineup will be, like you were just saying, tomorrow. Right when the first practice happens, but yeah, no, uh, I saw some people in the chat were definitely saying like, "Hey, Riley could be left tackle, and that could be the case." And I think maybe that's determined by what Larry Borum and Devin Jenkins can do and where they're best suited. 
But barring injury, I'm not convinced that they're both going to be in the starting lineup. Um, and Unless another likes, question, yeah. I wasn't really completely satisfied with the answer I got, but I just wanted to know, like, what do those guys still have to show you? Because, look, if they felt great about what Larry Borum and Tevin Jenkins did in the offseason program, you don't go out and spend that much money on Riley Reef. So, and that's mm-hmm. common sense. It's obvious. And it's not even that surprising. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying, what do they still need to show you? Um, and I, I think that's still up in the air. Play yeah, better. I think play better <laughs> and see what you could do with pads, right? I mean, that's the big thing. Like, even Lucas Patrick was talking about that. Like, we won't get a good evaluation of what we can do, the offensive linemen, until the pads come on. And it's very true. We, we all know this. But, yeah, you, you sign him you, to that money. I don't know. You Maybe you're not just feeling confident about two young guys or whatever it may be. I think we're going to learn a lot about Poles' confidence in this group and what they can do once those pads come on. Yeah. Um. All right. There's plenty of other things to get to from – uh, training camp today. Where should we start? Do we move on from from uh, Poles and Eberflus and go to the players? I mean, I mean they they were they talked about a lot. Poles and Eberflus, like it was thirty five minutes that they were there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Should we go? I mean, Justin Fields. I feel like Justin Fields. It's all the same stuff like you know what i mean though i'm being serious like this goes back to what i was saying yesterday when i was like i think some people thought i was being like too hard i'm gonna double down on what i said yesterday blow me away in training camp this year we've heard all about the leadership um we've heard and i think it's all real like it's that's awesome that all his teammates are praising him they love him they love his work command of the offense yeah i love hearing that he and darnell mooney are there at 10 30 at night some nights getting bonus workouts in on their own. Um, so I guess my point is because all of that stuff plus the raw talent is there, let's see, you know, like, let's see it, you know, like let's, uh, let's go, let's have a good training camp. Let's have a year where the quarterback just looks like he's supposed to look. And I know some people responded with that yesterday. Like, Oh, don't put too much on them. Like those expectations are too high for, I don't think they're too high. This is a top 10 Pick um, or 11, right? 11. Top 11 first round quarterback that fell in your lap that you made the bold move to get who has been incredibly good and talented at every level we've ever seen him play. Now let's see it here. Like, cause that's what the, that's what the expectation is. Um, and so I, and I think part of the reason why my expectations are that high is because I think he's that good. Everything that we hear from his teammates, his coaches, his general manager would indicate, yeah, he can be that guy. And I think, yeah, like what you were saying with with Justin, it, it almost is kind of status quo. Like when we hear him in the press conferences, um, he was like talking about, again, you talked about he'd been successful everywhere he went and then his rookie season happens. And then he kind of said, Justin was like, you know, everything happens for a reason. But that's not going to stop him from working the way he does, how he is around his teammates. And until, like Lucas Patrick was saying, until they get that Lombardi, until they get that ring, that's like the ultimate goal. And he doesn't really care about what the outsiders kind of think of him. It's like getting better each and every day. And I feel like he, we always hear that from Justin Fields, but that's just how he's wired. That's how he he um, you know approaches his day-to-day you know life. And that's what he said. Football is his life. Football is life. Do you remember that, Adam? Football is life. Football is life. From Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. Yeah, football is life. Danny Rojas. Yeah, Danny. Football. Football is life. Football is life. Different kind of football. Yes. Uh, But here, you better damn believe it's life. Let's go. (laughs) I can't wait to see an actual practice tomorrow. That's why this this first report day is always kind of a letdown to me because I'm like, okay, cool. There used to be a day in between, I feel like, before they actually – had a real practice too mm. um so I, that was a few years ago that was a while ago but yeah let's get out there on the practice field let's see what this offensive line looks like let's see who's out there with the ones uh maddie Uberflus would not answer that question they said what well, you'll see tomorrow 
<laughs> like what? The, giving away the competitive advantage to the 49ers? Like, oh, you can't know what the offensive line is today, yeah. but tomorrow you might know it. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> I think in that situation, they probably haven't briefed the players yet. Maybe that's true. That's, yeah. And, you know, they had a bunch of meetings later today. They had a big team meeting tonight at 6 o'clock. Um, so my guess is, like, that's probably something addressed later in the day, maybe even in the O-line room. Hey, here's the practice plan for tomorrow. Here's on what team and what position. And so to put that on the meet, I, that part I understood. It's probably just hasn't been communicated to the players yet. And so to put it out in the media first wouldn't be fair. So I get that. Um, how about Jalen Johnson though? Yeah, Jalen, uh, he was pretty can. I mean, I felt like he was just really candid with a lot of his answers. I asked him about his expectations for the secondary and he's like, I, I don't know what that is yet. He, again, with the guy, all the new guys coming in, he doesn't know what the expectations are. They have to find that in training camp. And, you know, instead of saying like a bullshit answer, like how he kind of put it, he's like, no. We just have to see it. We have to see what our expectation for this unit can be, but it does start in training camp. Yeah, we have a super chat here, which we appreciate from Michael. He said JJ's comment about accountability says mm-hmm. a lot. And, you know, he was careful a couple times in that press conference to say, you know, it's not like past coaching staff didn't do this, but the new guys are doing this a lot more. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was specifically talking about, you know, the loafs and the things that they're, they're um, emphasizing, but the quote was the way they hold us accountable is crazy compared to what we're used to. And this is where I want to be careful because I think players are sometimes so afraid to give compliments or say things like this because it comes off like a knock to the previous regime. But like, look, let's just say what this is. We all know that that was a problem. Mm -hmm. We all know that that's part of the reason why those coaches are no longer here. Okay, so this is you move on and this is what you want to hear from the players, that there is that accountability compared to what they were used to before. And he went on to say that uh, every player has been called out in meetings already Mm -hmm. for not going hard. And if they say they haven't, they're lying. So I like that because if you if you and if you stay consistent to that across the board and you're not just like picking on certain players here and there to call out, then it sticks with the whole team. And I, I'm, I'm interested to see Nick, where that storyline goes as training camp. Cause this is going to get hard. Like we're doing this every day. It's already a grind regardless, but if they're really pushing them that hard and keeping them that accountable every day, is there a breaking point? Right. Cause that's what you want to avoid is going over the line. Yeah, and Jalen Johnson talked about it. It's like it is going to be tough, but it's all mental. That's where it, that's where these these days that keep adding up, and with what Eberflus is expecting out of the defense or all the players, really, it is going to be who is mentally the strongest at the end of this that will actually come out on top. But I like that you know everybody is susceptible to these loafs, and it's not just a status in the league. Like it could be a, a Roquan Smith, a Jalen Johnson, or anybody. And that's what I think makes that system that Eberflus is trying to implement here. That's why it could potentially work because there is no favoritism. It's what you're doing on the practice field. And if it's not up to status quo of what the coaches are looking for, you're going to get chewed out in the film. Yeah. Um, so what was the other thing you said today that I thought uh, kind of along those lines? Well, he, uh, he it was there was a there was a couple of points where Jalen Johnson was just talking about that and um, how different it is, um, and I think he's I think it's a sign that he's responding well, you know, to this point. Um, and then the other thing he talked about was how he worked out with Thomas Graham for three to four weeks. Yeah, that nickel corner spot, you guys. I wonder could be it, but he also again whoever asked about what you're missing in the defense. I think it was Chris Emma with Roquan not being there. It's like, shit, we're missing. Our our leader is missing. But he also said like, hey, that's no different if he would have missed games due to injury. If he would be gone, you have to adjust. But really candid in the beginning, it's like, shit, we all know who Roquan Smith is. That's our leader. 
and we don't have him out there, that's obviously what the this defense, this team is missing. Yep. I'm um, just trying to go through my notes here, too, on some of the other things we don't want to skip over. Every, I mean, there was a lot of stuff today. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was the what seemed like very positive news that when Ryan Pohl said that there would be no players going on PUP or NFI, so it's physically unable to perform or non-football injury list. Um, and then he ca- actually came back to the media room later after the press conference to clarify that and say he they actually had not determined that yet. Um, they hadn't gone through all their physicals and that there probably would be players going on that list. So I don't know if that's going to be later tonight or tomorrow. But unfortunately, there will be some players that start on PUP, which is becoming more and more common um, Mm -hmm. at the start of training camp, just to be careful with some injuries here and there. But it can be a sign in many ways of uh, some bad things to come. Like, uh, didn't Tevin Jenkins start on PUP last year? I believe he did. Uh, Also, though, Adam, that creates opportunities for some of all these guys on this Bears roster, especially... You know, if it's that key position. So, yeah, he did come back in to let us all know that. So, yeah. Be we got. The worst was when they uh, they told us on the first day of training camp that Kevin White was going on PUP after saying, oh, it was just a minor shin splints injury. Mm. And he never played that year. I'm just saying. Yeah. And then there's other ones, though, where it, you have to really look at it from a case-by-case basis. Like, in that situation, that was a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Um. Tevin Jenkins dealing with a back injury, not a good sign. Especially when you saw him out there trying to walk around in, early in camp last year. Oh, yeah. Not good. Um, then there's other ones where it's like they get they come off a couple days later. Not a big deal. Um, so I think the one that I am, the one player that I am hoping to see practice tomorrow I'm a little unsure about just because of how OTAs and veteran mini camp are handled. Is Kyler Gordon going to be ready to go? Okay. Yeah. That's a big one. Um, you know, ever I have since a, the first day, I have a hunch that he will because Matt Eberflus was so optimistic. Oh, he's doing great. Not a big deal. So I, on the list of players that I would be concerned about if they ended up on pup, that would be one. Maybe it's just the PTSD of all the uh, first draft picks that tend to then be hurt right away uh, with this franchise. So that would be one. Uh, and then, uh, you know, another example that in the NFL that popped up in the last couple of days where you're like, damn, that's not good, at least for that team, David Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. When yeah. David Bakhtiari the Packers left tackle when that came out the other day that he's starting on pup. I was like, Oh boy. Like what's going on with that knee? I mean, he suffered that knee injury. I think in December, 2020 never made mm-hmm. it back last year, which is already not a good sign. Um, you know, similar to Tariq Cohen's issue with his ACL, right. From 2020, never made it back. That's not a good sign. They tried to get him back right for the playoff game, but then he didn't play if I remember right. Yeah. Um, and then so for him to eight months later still be on PUP. I think he played like 18 snaps in that game or something. Did he? Okay, so he got in a little got bit, it, but it wasn't. What, what, was it? What, yeah, it seemed forced. He got right? on the field for a bit at some point. I don't yeah. know if it was a playoff game or the week 18 maybe. Well, you would know. I mean, you are the quarterback for the Packers. So I, that, yeah, I was wondering was, how you knew. I, I remember seeing head, him out of my 18 side. snaps. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the uh, guys I was yeah. gonna say, Adam, though, like I thought you were leaning towards this player, and Maddie Flus talked about him, Alquandi Muhammad. We haven't seen him on the practice field, and I guess we'll see tomorrow. But he t- did talk up Alquandi Muhammad, what he means to his defense, how he can teach the other guys about the system, the philosophy, and stuff. But curious to see if his name pops up on that that list tomorrow. But we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll we will keep you updated on all those players that end up on pop. Um, I was kind of surprised when he said nobody. I'm like, oh, that's a. I mean, there are years that's where you have no, nobody, but I, you know, I was like, okay, that's great. But then he came back down and said, sorry. <laughs> he did. Um, yeah. Well, 
Adam, I know we have a couple more things to get in the show for our last segment, but before we get there, I'll tell you about our next partnership. And it was the one thing I actually had at Hallis Hall that can actually gave me some fuel was my Owen protein shake. Thank God for that. Uh, and thanks, thanks for bringing one for me too, by the way. Um, you know, I thought we were getting those box lunches that we didn't need, you know, <laughs> so next time for sure. Um, and in case you're wondering what, what does Owen stand for? It stands for only what you need. This brand is a 100% plant-based protein company that gives you high quality and carefully selected ingredients to keep you functioning throughout your entire workday. And especially after an intense workout in these protein shakes, you get your vegan omega-3s, your green superfoods like broccoli, kale, and spinach. And all these amazing ingredients reinforce what Owen stands for, only what you need. What's cool is that I first heard about Owen from uh, Chicago Bears quarterback, Justin Fields, who does follow a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. When you use the code CHGO20, get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. Again, that is 20% off with the code CHGO20 at liveowen.com. So join us here at CHO, Justin Fields, and try Owen only what you need. Yeah, a couple other uh, notes before we get out of here. Um, so, one cool one that uh, tomorrow is going to be, so tomorrow's not open to the public yet for practice uh, in terms of tickets, but they, so Thursday is the first pr- public practice. However, tomorrow is community day. So there will be groups um, from a number of different places. I'll read off here in a second. But one of them is the Highland Park Giants football team. Uh, that's their high school football team. They will be guests at Bears practice tomorrow. And as Kevin Fishbane noted on Twitter, the team also donated 80 grand to the Highland Park Community Foundation and the NFL Foundation matched that donation too. So um very nice nugget there from the Bears uh, community relations department and others that will be there tomorrow for community day include. Um, here we go. Here I got him right here. Uh, the Chicago Bears wheelchair football team from the Great Lakes Adaptive Sports Association and the Special Olympics Illinois will be there. Neighborhood Boys and Girls Club make a wish. The Dovetail Project and Salvation Army. So still be a busy day out there mm-hmm. on community day. And it'll be nice to have, you know, some fans out there too and see them start playing real football. That doesn't really start till Saturday, unfortunately. But hey, they're out there like even walking, you know, to our cars, which we had to park in a different spot at them. But it's like this is it. Training camp's here. There you have it all set up, ready to go for, for fans to finally be there. So yeah, it'll be a nice, um, nice for the the groups going there tomorrow to kind of see the Bears in action. Uh, and there, yeah, I felt the same buzz. Like even just parking there today, seeing how busy it was, seeing everything set up, seeing the stands. Um, we actually had a chance to be at House Hall last week briefly, and they were painting the lines on the practice field. I was like, okay, they did that remarkably fast, by the way. I was blown yeah. away by how fast that was. They had the whole field painted in like, what was that, 15 minutes? Maybe, if that. Like it, They they had a meticulous process, just boom, boom. and I kept looking over there. I was like, wow. How is it? How is it? it was kind of fun to watch that, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and the juices will definitely be flowing tomorrow morning when we get there for an actual practice. Um, I have to say, it's like, it's bittersweet when the summer kind of ends for us, but I've kind of realized over the years that this is part of summer and I really do enjoy being out there at practices and, and seeing that. So the last month of summer is, uh, is all about football and that's certainly okay. Oh yeah. Like even like today, like we had a quick turnaround. I'm like, I miss this. Like, this is what, this is what we do. And yeah, seeing our actual practice tomorrow, that'll, that'll be good to watch. All right, I want to mention one other thing for the press conference because this was very cool. When Justin Fields came to sit down for his press conference today, he was wearing the JD t-shirt um, that I think a lot of people are familiar with, but if you're not, you can see it on YouTube right now. Uh, that is the obvious shirts uh, shirt that was dedicated for Jeff Dickerson, uh, our friend and uh, awesome Bears reporter and 
you know, not to, it's just, I was actually thinking about him a lot last night, just with training camp coming and all the great memories uh, I have with JD from training camps, especially down in Bourbon A. Uh, and it's just not the same, not having him there right now at all. And it's just never going to be the same, but I did appreciate that gesture from Justin Fields and everybody involved in making that happen. Um, and of course, uh, the obvious shirts guys, Joe Johnson, they're, they're awesome. And, um, just thank them for that money that, that, or that shirt raised a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, back in the winter, um, for Parker Dickerson's uh, fund and uh it's just cool to kind of see that going um and i know i can tell you because i already communicated today with uh, some of jd's family that they really appreciated seeing that today from justin yeah. Fields. so that was really cool really really cool yeah and um i think that was all i had on my list we flew that we flew through that a lot quicker than i thought yeah I, yeah i mean oh my- Nope. The Sue Campbell thing that everyone's annoyed by. Yes. I love this topic because, like, I, either people are, like, annoyed that it happened or they're annoyed that it even is a topic. <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. It does. You get like, 50% of people are like, who cares? And the other 50% are like, how could they fire them? Um, anyway, we did get a little bit of explanation from this. From Ryan Poles today, I mean, it wasn't explained why Soup was fired on his vacation, which I still think is could have been handled better. But um, you can kind of understand, I guess they were they replaced Soup with somebody like completely different. Like it's mm-hmm. it like the, the job has changed a little bit. But uh, Ryan Poles said that he wanted to reshape the Bears player development group. And he wanted more of an emphasis on helping players handle the mental part of the game. So it is notable, notable that Soup was replaced by Mike Wiley Jr., who his background's different. It's not so much administration, former player type guy that that Soup was. He comes from the mental skills and mental health counseling area, which he's done at the high school, college, and professional level. So it's a, it's a different background. Um I appreciate it too that polls offered up that he talks to a sports psychologist once a month um, and really thinks it's very important, which I agree. So that's the decision that he, that's how he wanted to reshape the development group. Um, could that have been somebody that you added to the staff in addition to what you already had? Maybe, but Hey, he's the guy in charge and this is the route he's going. Yeah, and he said that was a critical thing that he wanted to do, have somebody with that mental health kind of background. And so that's why he ended up doing it. But, yeah, that was a big topic, and we got a little clarification as to what polls and just the new regime is kind of leaning towards what they value, and that's a big part of it. Yeah, so um, anyway, that kind of closes that conversation, I think. For I now. think so. But, and people were annoyed that was even asked today. If you're one of those people, we have to point out this is the first time we've had Ryan Poles talk since it happened. Yeah. It's like when people got annoyed about the Byron Pringle arrest being brought up. That was the first time we got to talk to Brian Byron Pringle since he had been arrested. Like that's how these things go. We don't have access to them every single day. Um, so that's why it was a topic today. Asked and answered. Move on. Move on. There, there you go. Um, but that's part of the job description. Anyway. It's good to be back at the house. Good to have report day. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I hope, uh, at least myself, I am looking forward to talking more football and things that we see out there on the field um, and things like that on these daily breakdowns. So um, if you have any questions or anything you want us to keep an eye on, we're here for you. Um, and we're going to be here every day um, to give you these practice Recaps like there's an example right there from Nomad. Nick, you've been given a homework assignment. He says, be sure to let us know who's taking second and third team reps at the three technique, please. I will be there looking at the defense alignment, identifying who the second and third guys are. I got you, Nomad. I got you. I thought, Adam, you were going to say you were looking forward to getting lunch because at this point now, man, I, like it, it's time. It's time to go. Well, it's time for you. I have to go record Hogan Johns for uh, everybody wants to check out that podcast later. It'll be dropping too, but uh, that's next on that 
on deck. And then we got a caramel football practice. Oh, uh, my God. You're not going to eat. <laughs> well, I'm going to find a way to eat before practice. Otherwise, I will be passed out on the field at practice. That wouldn't be good either. No, because... we don't want that. Nope. We got to take care of ourselves. All right. Um, we're out of here. Uh, appreciate everybody watching, listening. Please hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. If you're listening as a podcast, please rate and review. Uh, tell your friends. If you got Bears fans, want to know what's going on during training camp every day, tell somebody, hey, there's a show, CHGO Bears podcast with the best updates every day. Look at our new graphic down there in the corner. I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. The little whistle. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Looks you're cool. doing. But trying to point at it, but uh, yeah, you're no, pointing the wrong way. Are you mirrored? Uh oh, wait, yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's oh. down. Oh, that is it's hard down here. Yeah, oh, that right there. I mean, I'm still right. No, like, no. what do you mean? Pointing no. and look at the screen. I'm pointing at the trading camps. Oh, oh my phone died. Damn it! Right there, like no. literally right here. If you're, if you're listening to this, no. all right. Well, no. I'm mirrored, obviously. So if I'm doing this now, I'm pointing. There you go. All right, I, I did something in my settings. I'm mirrored, or I don't know. Oof, that was hard. Uh, Lawrence, I expect you to show up in a white tank top tomorrow. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. You have to. It's, Come on, it's my hair is shorter. It's I mean, actually, I need a haircut, but like, uh, no, not doing show that. Show off the muscles. Nope. Nice, get a nice spray tan. I'm not like Nick going to the gym with some trainer guy that works out with Jay Jay Fields. Sorry. We should have mentioned that. Off the top, well, I don't know off the top. I think Roquan was more important than that. But um, nice job by you. So if you missed it, check out on Twitter at CHGO underscore Bears. Uh, Nick went and tried to do the same workouts that Justin Fields and Eddie Jackson did uh, with the same trainer that they used. And uh, I thought you did a pretty good job. Here's the the hand-eye coordination was was good. Like I did good on that, and I know in the video there's a couple of drops in there, but oh yeah, I was gonna say they only showed the drops. Where was the part that was good? Who edited that? Well, Casey, who did a phenomenal job with it, but yeah, it looked (laughs) made me look like you know I was dropping a lot of them. I got into a groove, but man, throwing the twenty pound medicine ball and just comparing to Justin, there was no comparison. Like he, that is a strong young man, and I just had no no competition. Yeah. By the way, I was the. People who edited it did a great job. I was just, I had to laugh because <laughs> drop, they drop, showed drop, you dropping drop. it. And then um, I thought you actually did a pretty good job. You'll get a strongly worded letter from someone. Later. I know. I apologize. <laughs> it was edited very, very well. It was a great idea by you. Good job by the team. And um, is that going to come like snail mail? You said a letter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it'll be uh, an actual physical letter to your house. Don't know why I'm just agreeing with this, but sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll be looking for that. All right. Okay. All right. Fun show. We'll be back tomorrow, two o'clock with real football things to discuss from the practice field. Make sure you are there. We'll talk to you tomorrow.